with the new year, it's very common that people start to focus on their health, where they want to be healthy physically, emotionally, relationally, personal development. So I thought it would be great to have my special friend as a guest today to talk about her wellness journey. And she's had significant weight loss, but most importantly, not just in her physical body, but also emotionally and solically dealing with the pain in her past and how she had to face that in order to really move forward into all that God has for her. So here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. Well, welcome back, friends, to Created to Thrive. I am excited today because I have my first guest on the podcast, and it's my dear friend, Franny Foltz, Shine with Franny. Well, I guess realistically, Fred was my, my husband was my first guest on the podcast, so you're my official first non-related guest to me. <laughs> Let's make it another F. I'm your first friend guest. How about that? That's right. And your first friend guest is Franny Foltz. There's that's a right. lot of alliteration. There is. And as Fred calls you, fantastic. So you are my fantastic, fun friend from Florida, although you're not in Florida. But anyway, so I just want to welcome you to the podcast today where you're in for a treat because Franny is someone that really aligns with my mission of Created to Thrive, that you, you know, as Jesus said, he came to give us life in abundance to the overflow and that we would live in the fullness of that. And also in 3 John 2, that to prosper us in all things and be in health, just as our soul prospers. So I am excited today because Franny and I, uh, you know, we met and, and it's really been this journey of wellness, but also fun and a transformation story that I know you're going to love by Franny. So Franny, I'm just going to get out of the way. So why don't you tell our listeners about, you know, who you are and a little bit about yourself? Well, let both of us get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit do the work because <laughs> yeah, we know right. that there are some people that I know that your audience is always blessed by you. So I just pray that today that I can bring a word that might minister to their soul too. So thank you so much for having me. I am following in some big footsteps with Fred, but I do adore him. <laughs> it's reciprocal. So thank you so much for having me. So yeah, I mean, my story, as you mentioned, it's a, it's a story of health, but really of wholeness and healing, you know, in those three are in my story, all intertwined. And a lot of people, especially at this age, and I have, you know, me, I'm very vulnerable and I'll share all the things from my height, and my weight, like, and the real weight, not the one that's on my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was born in an immigrant family. My mom is from Italy. So we drew, we grew up very much, um, in a very cultural home, culturally Catholic, as well as Italian, where everything is big, everything from, you know, our meals to, you know, the size of our hips, everything is just big. We would have big Sunday dinners of 20, 30, 40 people sometimes, um, you know, wine and accordions were very common on a typical Sunday. You know, my uncle Frank would bust out the accordion and a drum set. And that's just how we lived. So at that time, though, I from the time of really my childhood, infancy, and then 
And in my toddlerhood and young, um, young childhood, I was physically abused as well as emotionally abused from my dad. Very, very toxic, you know, a lot of paddling, a lot of undermining, a lot of just really unkind words. And then around four or five years old, I was sexually abused by an uncle. And so my way, obviously, as a young child, I didn't have the coping techniques or any tools. In our Italian family, you just push things under the rug. So I don't know if they knew about it. I really don't know. We haven't had those tough conversations. Um, but so my way of dealing with it was to eat. That it was, you know, Betty Crocker and Duncan Hines were my, my, my buddies. And uh, so I would just go ahead and just fill up on the things that I could control because I couldn't control if my dad was going to paddle me when I got home from school or I couldn't control what he was going to say to me. So I would take food into my room. I would hoard food. I would eat snacks and all those kinds of things. It then just continued to advance with me. You know, the time I was ninth grade, I started my freshman year of high school at about 210 pounds. And then I graduated from college at close to 300 pounds. Now in between that span, I had tried everything from Jenny Craig to Weight Watchers to the, there were these wafers, unique diet pills. I had done Fen Fen, which they took off the market because people were dying by, you know, droves. Um, so I had pretty much tried everything. And really, Lori, I was 15, 16, 20 years old, you know? So the day I um, graduated from college, went to a school in Northwestern Pennsylvania in Erie, Pennsylvania, and then I um, graduated, and that night my stepfather died. So really the only person whom I knew is my dad. Um, really, my parents got married when I was eight, my mom and my stepdad, now he was gone. And so I ended up moving to Florida, that was part of our plan, and uh, they were gonna snowbird, I was gonna get a teaching job since it was much easier to find a job there. And I got a job really quickly, and I thought, well, what am I gonna do for two months until school starts? And I decided I'm gonna join a gym, like, person who'd never been in the gym, what was I going to do? Like my thighs were rubbing together. Like it was just awful. I had the sweatpants with the elastic around the bottom, which are making a comeback. <laughs> I'm like, where's that coming from? But I was just a sight for sore eyes, you know, big nineties hair. I mean, you get the whole thing. Right. And so I remember walking out of the lobby and the trainer calls me, I'm trying to like sneak out. And the trainer calls me back in. I'm like, Oh dear God, please no. And he's like, so what'd you think? And I was like, I hated it. Like I hated every part of it. And um, he said to me, well, what are your goals? And I was like, never to come back here. You know, and he's all stretched <laughs> out in this, you know, tight spandex shirt. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, and he's cute, you know, and I'm awkward in 21 and fat. And so he said to me, okay, Franny, well, you weigh 296 pounds today. And he said, and I think I probably lost weight because I was on Fenton my senior year. And he said, if you gain one pound, and this is a word for a listener today who's on their health journey. If you gain one pound every month for the next five years, you're going to be closer to 600, or sorry, not 600. You're going to be closer to 400 than you are to 300. Hmm. And that can go for anything. If somebody's trying to get out of debt, if you spend hundred dollars or a thousand dollars every month, think about where you'll be in five years or if you're drinking or whatever that, you know, vice might be for you. Sure. And so I thought to myself, it was almost like a, a switch flipped. And I thought, well, what if I lose a pound a month, I'll be closer to 200 than 300. Yeah. And I had tried everything. So it's not like I wasn't working towards it, but there was something that God was part of my life. And there was something that the Holy Spirit spoke through Gary that day. I call him my guardian angel because really I went home that day and I tell people it was simple, but not easy. I literally cleaned out my pantry, you know, got rid of all the Duncan Hines and the Thin Mints and all the things. Sugar is my, my vice. And I started going to the gym and in six months I, you know, lost probably about 70 pounds. So I tell wow. people it was simple, but not easy. But right. then I got to a point where I started 
plateauing. And I'm sure if anyone's lost weight, you know, you do that yo-yo cycle and I wasn't gaining, but I just stopped. And so I realized that this was bigger than just simple calories in calories out, go on the treadmill, do the things. And God really started just speaking to my heart and God really just started wanting me to heal my inner child and the places and the wounds of my soul. And that's really where the transformation journey then began. So the weight loss journey is one part, but the healing and wholeness journey is where the real work started. Sure. Well, I appreciate your vulnerability. And that's one of the things that I love about you. And, you know, I've only, we've only known each other exactly a year and I feel like you're totally a a God appointment for me. And, and um, I feel like we've known each other our whole lives. And, you know, I too was a victim of molestation and, was so unhealthy, even though I didn't have the physical weight, I had the inner weight of anger, bitterness, self-loathing, self-sabotaging in other ways. And until you really start to look at that and, you know, the the trainer for you was a pivotal point to get you on a weight loss journey, Mm -hmm. but then you realize you had to do something to get the weight of your soul. And it wasn't so much of what you were eating, but what was eating you. So if you don't mind sharing some of your wellness journey and what that looked like and how did that work with, you know, having, you know, you were, you had a relationship with God, but what was that like and how did that progress? Right. So I did have a relationship with God, but as I mentioned in the beginning, it was very much obligatory. It was part of my Catholic Italian tradition. We went to church. I had rosary beads. I got on my first communion. I had a Bible and a little precious moments figurine. Like that was pretty much the extent of it besides Sunday masses. And so as much as I'm grateful for that upbringing, I've had to do a lot of unlearning and I've had to really learn what it means to have a relationship with God. And so the good thing was I always knew God existed. I always believed in Jesus, but as I mentioned, I didn't have a relationship. So Sure. It really took me on this journey. Um, and actually I ended up getting engaged a few years after I lost weight. And my biggest fear was, oh my gosh, what if I gain weight again? And he wanted to have four kids. Like he had this big dream and he, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'll gain weight again. And, you know, you hear these horror stories of people, you know, gaining 180 pounds and their first baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's all my weight. You know, at this point for your audience, you know, I've lost about 120 since you don't see me about 120 pre-COVID. Okay, let's just qualify that. And so what happened was really God just started putting it on my heart that I needed to do, just like in an AA program, you know, I needed to go to him as my source and my strength. I knew that willpower, I always tell women I work with, willpower will fail you 100% of the time. It will last you for a hot moment, but eventually it's gonna wane. And that's where you need to go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'm not strong, but you are strong. Right. Even with him being my defender, like there were times, you know, I, I had to confront, I didn't have to, I chose to confront my uncle, um, you know, at 30 years old. And that was a hard thing to do. But I was like, this is a soul healing that needs to happen. And I need to show the enemy that he is no longer a part of this, you know, that he's going back to the pit of hell where he came from with the sin that he tried to keep me, you know, down in. And I no longer allow that to, I still struggle with it, Lori, though. I will tell you, like, it definitely creeps up. It's like whack-a-mole. Like all of a sudden you think you're doing great. And it's like, ah, it pops up out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, and even with my addiction, Lori, my addiction went from sugar. Then, you know, later in high school and college, it went to alcohol. It then went to promiscuity. And then, you know, I'll share with your audience in the hopes that this might minister to someone 
Sure. Really from 30 to 40, I like pretty much, I got very involved when I broke up my engagement um, at 26 years old, I started getting very involved in the church. And that's where I at least accepted Jesus in my heart, but I really didn't know what it was like. It was still very much a checks and balances system. It was still very much like, okay, God, I'll do this. Rub your little belly. You'd be my genie and you give me this. Right. And God's like, well, we don't really work like that. And so at 30 years old, I pretty, I got very involved and even religion, Lori became an idol to me. And going to the gym became an idol. I became narcissistic and I wanted these kind of arms and I wanted this and I wanted to fit in a certain size, which for your listeners, I'm 170 pounds. So like, I'm just saying that out of context because it became such a, um, just such a vice for me. So even good things can become ungodly things, you know, and, sure. and vices. So at the end of my, uh, my 30 to 40 decade, I then ended up having an extramarital affair because I was angry at God and I was still looking for that air quote sugar. Now it was in the form of a sugar daddy was a little (laughs) bit older than me, but I was wanting, I was like, well, God, I have lived for you from 30 to 40. I accepted you into my heart at 26. I've lived right for you. I lead Bible studies. I go to church sometimes two or three times a week. I fast, I tithe, I do all the things. And God's like, but I want your heart. And I was like, well, there's that. Cause I had barbed wire around it and it was like Alcatraz. There were like sharks, you know? And I really, I swore off dating and everything from that span. And I ended up having an affair with a man, you know, at 39 years old that pretty much wrecked me again, because I went back into the same cycle of sin and shame and con, you know, that self-consciousness, that sin self-consciousness. Yeah. And that's where the Lord really had to come and just say, my beloved Hosea two fourteen is like my, you know, my anchor scripture, because it says I will bring you out into the desert and there I'll make you my wife, you know, and Hosea went back for Gomer and thank God he came back for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, we could talk so much about that in and of itself, all those different um, things there, but I just want to one, you are so beautiful inside and out. And it really was for you an inside out deal transformation because that's how transformation comes from the inside out and until we go to the source which is the love of the father and that's where you had to learn how to be a daughter because you were abused by men in authority namely father and uncle who was a father figure for you um, until you allow yourself to be refathered by the heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't wanna get off on that today, but cause I, I wanna get, you know, stay focused on, on, on you, but um, I just want to encourage you that um, you're just so beautiful inside and out and God has so much in you. And what you've learned is to seek his face and not his hand. Yeah. But he also has his hand out but he wants that intimate relationship he wants your heart and he wants to heal all that brokenness you know jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free and that's really where where you're you're at and that you know you are physically fit well let's talk about shine let's get back because we could easily go but you have to face the pain of your past until you go and you face and i had to do the same thing and that's where i had miracles happen in my body where I allowed the cross to be bigger than my pain and loss. Yes. 
And I had to put my eyes on Jesus and do that great exchange and no longer be conscious of my sin, but be conscious of who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge thing that I always uh, talk about. But let's talk about you because I've known you for a little over a year, like I said. And um, I went to, I was a speaker at your recent retreat in October, your Come Alive retreat. And you are centered, your, your message is around faith, fitness, and fun. So how did you come about those three aspects for Shine with Franny? Absolutely. So the fitness component is really where it started for me, because I, like I said before, I started getting healthier, you know, on my journey, my weight loss journey, and it involved going to the gym. And I was like, Oh, I love this. Like I thrive off of energy from people. I love being in big groups of people. I love leading people. I'm not a good dancer, but I pretend and I just fake it till I make it. And I always say like, I'm athletic, but I'm not an athlete. Like I can do a grapevine or some jumping jacks or burpees. But if you want me to like hand-eye coordination, like I'm terrible at pickleball or whatever. So it started as fitness. And then, like I said, though, I realized I couldn't just have the fitness without the faith component. I realized that that was the foundation of everything. Like I couldn't lose the additional weight because I realized it was rooted in shame, guilt, fury, fear, pardon me, unworthiness, all of the other emotions that were attached to it. So that's when the Lord really started peeling back the layers of my heart and healing individual moments and relationships. Um, my dad did pass away also when I was in college. So I never had the chance, like I had an opportunity to confront my uncle. I never had a chance with him. Um, but God has allowed me, like you mentioned, he's refathered me in a way. And I still, you know, go back and sometimes in the place of fear of like, well, what if, you know, almost as a punishing God and God's like, I've never shown you that side of me, baby girl, you know? And so it's a lot of the transformation of my mind, Romans 12 too. But as you mentioned, you know, it has to go to the heart of me. So anyway, so I started with the faith was kind of the topical. And then I realized, wait, I'm building this house on sand, not rock. And so then the more that I got involved in my faith and leading women's groups and everything, I was like, Lord, you are the anchor of all of this. Like, why aren't more people putting weight loss programs and health programs around this? Because once you have, as you know, Lori, once, you know, your spirit, as you've talked before, and I'm sure in your group, you have, once you have your, your spirit can't live in a sick environment, you've you've shared, right. Then your soul, once it's prospering, then your body will prosper. So your mind, your will, your emotions, everything else falls in suit. And so I was getting my outside healthy, but it wasn't still healthy on the inside. And as I mentioned, the religion and the exercise became idols because I was focusing only on the exterior, the things that I could do. So that's where the faith came from. The fitness was a part of it. And that was almost like my little hook of getting people into like a ministry, like, Hey, come into this fitness workout or this retreat. We're going to do lots of fitness, but I'm also going to tell you about Jesus, you know? So it was kind of like my little, you know, hook, line and sinker. And then the fun part is just, it is an essence of who I am, but I did not really participate in most, if you will, rites of passage. Um, I was very popular. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that because I was very popular because my personality, I always wanted to walk into a room and I wanted people to be like, oh, that girl is so funny. I didn't want people to be like, oh, that girl weighs 300 pounds. You know, the girl who they call fat Fran, like the Batman song, like there were all these things, you know, and thunder thighs and miss piggy and chubble up, like all of those things. Right. I wanted people to see me as fun, right. but I did not participate in anything fun for a long time because 
you know, going snow skiing, I couldn't get the boots to buckle without my feet going numb. I couldn't water ski. You know, I was too big to be able to pull myself up and things like that. So for many years, I lived life. I always say watching on the sidelines. So once I lost weight, I was like, freedom. Like I wanted to run, you know, I was so excited just to be able to go and do things. And I had the energy and it was just life changing. So I've done everything from paragliding and, you know, parasailing and skydiving, all the things. So God has just blessed me with that energy. So my goal now, especially the older we get, and again, I'm 46, that's the real one on my license too, is I want people to be able to have fun because I feel like we take life so gosh darn seriously, right? So like the John 10, 10, you know, it's the mission statement for both heaven and hell, right? The enemy wants to steal fun from us. He doesn't want us to have fun. He wants to just go through life, checking things off our list, you know, like it's groundhog's day. And God's like, how did you slow down today? How did you enjoy what I've gifted you and stewarded to you? And that's a word that I share for, you know, a woman who might be listening to, and perhaps will that be a conversation, but you know, really stewarding your health. It's so important to make sure you're stewarding your health, but that's where the, the components of faith, fitness, and fun came in. And I love to have fun, everything from, you know, inflatable night microphones when we're out for, I've, you know, invited Lori to come and have massages and, you know, go to Margaritaville, like, let's just do it. Let's live for, for the moment. Yes. Yes. And I, I want to talk about the fun, but you, you, you mentioned something to me in the past about how you then use God's word to help you in the component of reprogramming the way you think the John, or excuse me, the Romans 12 two, mm-hmm. um, and transformation comes from the inside out. So as you allowed God's word to start framing or painting a new picture and reframing everything out of that relationship with the Lord that allowed not only your physical weight to get off, but also the heavy soul weight, like it talked about in, in Hebrews two, examine all the weight and sin and that easily besets you. So you could run your race with joy. So that goes into the fun component because everyone who knows you, you have a gift of fun. You have a gift. I received that. You have a gift of humor because not everyone, it just, it, it just comes out of you. It oozes out of you. It's just part of your essence. And, and again, you're fun, Franny. And, yeah. um, and, uh, oh, and then too, I was going to say, you had to break off those um, names, the fat Franny and all of the things that wounded your soul, the labels, because they did not agree with God's view and opinion of you. They did not line up with God's word. So you, I know we've, we've talked about this in the past that you allowed God to um, start reprogramming the way you think to line up with how he sees you and not how you identified with yourself in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share anything on that? Yeah, no. And we'll I get into the fun. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's so great. And that's exactly where it, I had to, once I got, you know, the, the 70 pounds was kind of the initial, as I mentioned, and then I don't know, I just started like diving into the Bible and I never really, as I mentioned before, as a Catholic, I didn't have a Bible. And so I would see scripture, you know, you see these cute little quote cards, God is within her. She will not fail. And, you know, you see these and I was like, oh, like maybe that's for me. And then I started learning like, oh, wait, these promises are for me. You know I mean? Like just like my grandmother's and great grandmother's prayers, they're for me as well. You know, and what I'm praying over my, you know, nieces and nephews. And as I mentioned before, I had, I found scripture that related to what I was struggling with. Right. So at the time it was like, I know, like, I want to give up. I want to go back to eating thin mints and, you know, cookie dough ice cream. Like it was hard. 
And there have been times still where I'm like, okay, Lord, not by my strength, but by my spirit. Like that was my very first um, scripture memorization, Zechariah four, six. And then a few verses later, I was like, oh, never despise small beginnings. So that quarter of an ounce that you lose every week, sure. I don't take off your earrings. You, you step on that scale and you get excited. Like, I don't care what it is. And so I then just started really looking at God's promises and then was praying them. So I started praying the promises, Lord, I know that you're within me. I know that I'm not a failure because my dad would always say you're a failure. You're never going to amount to anything. So I had to reprogram my mind. Yeah. And the best way to do that is the only way to do that is with God's word. Yeah. So really started. Whereas I started memorizing scripture and I know that we don't memorize scripture for like to get, you know, your scripture memorization badge, but that's where I had to start. Sure. And now it's become, you know, I always start with my, a lot of the women that I work with, I'm like, look, it's going to start as a chore. My hope is that it becomes like somewhat, then it becomes a delight, you know, just the same thing with reading scripture. Like it was a chore. It was hard for me to open the Bible, never having read it on my own. Sure. And then sure. I was like, Oh, like now I'm like, okay, God, what are you going to share with me today? You know? Yeah. Well, it's because it's his thoughts then now become your thoughts and you, you, you have that common union and you start thinking the way he thinks and you can have what he has for you. Mm -hmm. So let's, because of the sake of time, let's talk about the fun component because I grew up heathen. And when I started going to church, I found our first church when Fred and I were first married by basketball. Literally, we were basketball players. We moved to St. Louis, Missouri. We didn't know a soul and we had just been born again. And so we're like, well, let's combine fun with church. So we found our first church by playing basketball with the pastor and associate pastor. So it was awesome. And we just developed this great, fun relationship. Um, I, Fred and I were um, adult chaperones on Colorado hiking trips with, uh, with the youth, high school youth for the church. So we had a lot of fun in church, but then our pastor uh, took an assignment to be in a more an administrative role within the region. And so then we had to find a different church because we had moved and then church wasn't fun anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where I have found is that so much of the time church is really not fun, or there's almost this thought of if you become a Christian, you don't have fun anymore. And we're here to demystify that because that is farthest from the truth. And in fact, we need to have fun because scripture says laughter is good like medicine. Mm-hmm. And you have the gift of laughter and the gift of fun. So let's talk about that. And also a gift of community. One thing about anyone that knows you knows that you are an amazing connector. You build community and authentic. You get tons of DMs from people just chatting with you because you are so vulnerable and open. You're so easy to talk to, but I, you are a gift to me because you make me laugh and you help me have fun intentionally. So go ahead and talk about that. No, thank you. Those are all such kind words to share. So thank you so much for that. Yes. I think that, you know, first of all, we know that we need people, right? So I couldn't do anything without people. And so I just love being able, leading a fitness class. It's just natural one, because I'm like, in the beginning, when I first started teaching, I was like, well, I'm getting paid to work out. And then it started being like, you don't even have to pay me. I'll just show up. Like if there, you know, I would go to a class and the teacher would show up late and I was like, oh, I'll start teaching. Like I would just start doing it. Like I just love leading people, like helping them, you know, get healthy. And so in the fitness realm, then I just think that community is just, I don't know, it's just essential. You know, you can't get by. I mean, look at the, what this last couple of years has done to us emotionally, you know, and mentally just as an, as a whole. And so then the fun component is just like, you know, when we were 
four, seven, 10 years old, we didn't think twice about like, I never sucked in my stomach as a six-year-old. Like I walked around with my little like Daisy Duke velour shorts on, you know, my little jumpsuit. Like I didn't care. (laughs) I look like a mess. I mean, don't get wrong there. My mom probably should have said something. Let's just be real. (laughs) But I would just walk around and, you know, I would laugh at things. You know, I tell my nephew, he's now 12, but I would be like, oh, Kenny, don't fart. And he'd be like, he would go off like (laughs) laughing for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's just, we stop laughing. We're like, that's stupid, you know? And so we need to have that kind of joy. It says, I mean, all through scripture, the joy of the Lord is your strength, you know, find joy, peace and joy. You know, there's so much about living a joy filled life. And I think when we get to be adults, we think like, oh, I have responsibility. So therefore I can't have joy anymore. (laughs) And God's like, well, how about you have joy in that? So well, essential. And I think too, we're not even aware that we don't have joy and laughter in our life. Right. And so that was a point where I know I was in 2017, the Lord said, Lori, you need to have fun. And and I had to go through what's the whole thing of what does play look like for me? And because, you know, I so much has changed in my life. And so I started on this journey of having fun. And that's why I know you're a gift from the Lord to me because of that infusing fun. And even at your come alive, when we were doing the fitness component, you brought fun into it with drumsticks, right? Community and drumsticks, drumsticks and glow sticks. I mean, we had, you know, it was just, I just feel like we all want to be a Def Leppard drummer. Like, don't tell me otherwise. Like you want to be Pat Benatar. It's just your ship may have sailed. Okay. Or maybe you don't have a really good voice like me, but I'm like, but I can get out there and I can lead a fitness class and we can channel our inner Def Leppard drummer, you know, or to do, you know, just like, Hey, let's just do a free for all dance for 12 seconds, you know? And people, it's just funny, especially when the lights are out or it's dark. Like we had an eighties dance party and Lori, you and I talked about that, you know, as co-leaders, we talked about how every single woman there was dressed in a costume, Yeah, every single woman. And I thought for sure there would be some people who'd be like, this is lame. I'm not doing it. And especially since I didn't know a lot of the women who attended every single woman, because we all have that desire. We want to go back to those times where we just loved life and we had inhibition, no inhibitions. And, you know, it was all women. So let's just say, and there was no alcohol involved. So it was like amazing. Like we all just let loose. We danced like we were Whitney Houston, backup singers, you know, like it was amazing. Yeah. So, and that's really, is that component of community and fun together because and especially with the faith component of and you know we've talked about this before we are not competing against each other we are championing each other on to run our own race and we need each other we need to link arms and know that we are so for each other and that component of community and fun just really opens up so much and that's what i loved about your your retreat um why don't we share about how women can get involved with what you're doing and how to get in touch with you, because I know you have a new uh, way of helping people in faith, fitness, and fun and community. Absolutely. So of course they can follow me on social Facebook and Instagram. I do lots of fun reels on those. So those are the short little short form videos. So check those out. They're very hilarious. They're fun. (laughs) I love doing them. I do sprinkle in some faith in there, but they're definitely pretty fun to do. And then of course I do have um, a Facebook group 
that is private. So, and it's called free and favored. That's how we are called to live. And we do live. And then of course I have my own podcast shine with Franny show where I do talk about those three pillars, faith, fitness, and fun. And then finally I do also everything is shine with Franny, by the way. And then of course I have my lighten up lifestyle, which is a membership group. So it's a very low price, you know, offer. And it was my way of connecting with women, almost like a group coaching kind of, you know, programming, um, and discipling and mentoring them, um, as they, you know, live and learn and lead together, you know, in our own communities around elements of faith, fitness, and fun. Absolutely. Well, and again, it's a, it's a culture cultivated environment for them to be very intentional on those things. And you do a great job with, with leading women and all of that can be found on your website. Yes, ma'am. All those things. Shinewithfranny.com. So, all right, girl, we could talk for hours and hours like we, we do. So, um, I just want to thank you for being on today. You're such a blessing and thank you again for your vulnerability. Cause you know, these topics are not easy for people. And I know that I think it's what one in four women, especially have been, um, have gone through sexual assault of some kind molestation and, um, they need help and, to get past through that. And and until you're willing to face the pain, it's just going to keep manifesting in different ways. So thank you for that. Anything else you want to say? No. And I would just, you know, to follow up on that. And I know that your people can reach out to you as well, but I would just encourage them to really look at their bodies differently. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, you know, I had to break the soul ties and the traumatized, but they were in my soul. And I had to recognize that I am the home, you know, of the Holy spirit and how am I taking care of this vessel? And so there's no shame or condemnation around it. If you like to go and have big Macs, like there's none of that, but it's like, I wanted to really honor God with my body. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I had to get from the point of like, not worshiping my body to worshiping God who lives within me, you know? So I would just caution if anyone is on their journey, on their wellness journey, their wholeness journey, their weight loss journey, wherever that is looking at your body differently and seeing yourself the way that God sees you. Yeah. 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 And I'm actually going to do some um, podcasts on what are you identifying with? Yeah. Because people have a wrong view of food. Yeah. They have painted the wrong picture of who they are on the inside that does not align with what God says about them or how he sees them. And that's why, you know, for me, it's always spirit, soul, body. We're a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. And it's that inside out transformation that has to take place. So, right. Right. Yeah. So thank you. So good. Well, thank you so much. I hope that this blesses your audience and all the people who are listening today. Yeah. So go to shine with Franny in all the various ways, but shine with Franny, Franny Franny.com and you can get connected. So thank you, girl. I just speak God's blessing and favor over you as always until next time. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, one last thing. If you have been blessed by this podcast, there is one thing that you can do that would really help me out. If you've been listening and haven't left a comment or a review yet, would you please do that right now? Your reviews help other people become aware of this podcast so they too can grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. So right now, go to Apple iTunes, click on Created to Thrive Podcast, scroll all the way down until you see the stars and the review section. Click on that to rate and leave me a review. Then make sure that you're subscribed to the Created to Thrive podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. Thank you so much. This is such a huge blessing to me, and I appreciate you taking time to help me today. God bless.